Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm gonna be on the show. I'm gonna be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh my god. The moral is you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Because I'm about to put on a show. Good afternoon, welcome to another episode of Good Pop, Bad Pop. You're here with MNT, Hardcore Nerdum for the time constraint. Today, we're doing our Emmy special, or our Emmy predictions. Um, Pre-Emmy prediction special thing. <laughs> Hopefully it won't take too long, because we haven't seen half the shows. But mm-hmm. we like to talk about the ones that we like, so... And we will suggest that the ones we liked are the ones that should win the Emmy. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. What we say should win Emmy Awards, do take notes. You know, not that we're saying we have a vote, but our taste matters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, we talked about the Emmys a bit in our last episode. When the, they've already had, what, have they had the daytime, the technical? What have they already had, Em? They've had the Creative Arts Emmy Awards. So we talked a bit about last episode, um, who won those, which was pretty cool. Um, so now this week we're going to be talking about the upcoming Emmy Awards, the primetime 70th Emmy Awards. Um, so let's go through some categories. What do we got? What are we looking at? All right. So I've got the list in front of me. Um, we'll start with the big ones and probably the most important one to yeah. us, Best Comedy Show. Comedy. All right. So now nominees this year, we've got Atlanta, Barry, Blackish, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Glow, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Silicon Valley, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Ooh, what a list. Yeah, and we've seen most of these and quite enjoyed them. So we'll start with the favourite, Atlanta. Um, you're not a big Atlanta fan, are you? Eh, like, uh, I can appreciate it, but I'm not really into it. I, um, yeah, I don't mind watching the odd episode or two, but, uh, yeah, watching a whole season was a bit much for me. It wasn't really my bag. Hmm. I did enjoy a lot of the... A lot of the really clever writing that's in it, though. Hmm. Um, I love it. Uh, the first season of Atlanta was like, you know, you didn't expect it. Just everyone said, this. there's this new show, Atlanta. You know, Childish Gambino's in it. <laughs> it won Emmys last year, didn't it? Did it? I don't know. I don't know the time frame of the Emmys. It always seems a year behind, but I'm just going to base this off the second season yeah. which finished a few months ago you should make a good point yeah because if think if seasons have only just finished it's probably on the seasons hmm. before but i think there was a lot of buzz about this last emmys and they won a bunch but who knows yeah either uh, way as you can tell we are not very well versed <laughs> in uh emmys but season two of atlanta we've got young mr Ern, um ernie mm-hmm. who's struggling to be a manager Mm-hmm. For a young rapper talent paper boy and just going through life, you know, on the hustle, trying to make ends meet and going through day to day problems that you may find yourself as part of the African American community of Atlanta. Mm. Um, it's been described as black culture for white people, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's very funny and not in, you don't laugh at it. But after an episode, you go, wow, that was funny. <laughs> like, it's hard to explain. Um, but the you last retroactively se- appreciate it. Yeah. The uh, last season was not as strong as the first, but still very good. And they're still trying some very high concept stuff. Uh, the big episode la- last season, which 
will come up again when we talk about Best Actor nominees, was called Teddy Perkins. And they made mm-hmm. sort of like a horror episode where one of the characters, young black man, goes mm-hmm. to pick up a free piano. Sweet. And there's an eclectic white man in the mansion. He's crazy. It's um, actually played by Donald Glover in Whiteface doing <laughs> his best... I don't know, Michael Jackson impression sort of thing. And it goes through this whole horror arc and it's so weird and so surreal, but so good. (laughs) Um, And that was the key episode that season. So I think that's the favorite. Um, Other than that, there was Barry on HBO. Mm -hmm. Tell me about Barry. I will tell you about Barry. All right. So Barry, I mean, how do you even explain Barry? He's a, um, he's an assassin. And then he has like a bit of a, I want to call it a midlife crisis. And he Mm. goes, I want to be an actor. And so you can kind of imagine the sort of problems that this would generate. Um, So, you know, his two worlds are kind of clashing together. It's kind of a dark comedy drama, dramedy type show. I really liked it. And it was kind of cool seeing Bill Hader do a different sort of performance in comedy like he normally would. Um, Yeah, he wasn't doing his normal goofball thing. Yeah, so I, I think he did a really amazing job with this character. So I would really like to see him uh, take out some more awards for this, but I think he's nominated in a different category for Barry. Uh, but in terms of, you know, if we're looking at the comedy char- uh, the comedy genre overall, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's all, all these nominated comedy shows are so different it's really hard to kind of compare them up against each other i mean well what i like there's very there's two very distinct categories um Mm. actually i'll we'll talk about this after we've gone through all of them and you'll see what we're talking about but barry is similar to atlanta and that you don't laugh at it but afterwards you're like wow oh barry (laughs) (laughs) classic barry how did you get into this situation as the (laughs) the former life starts creeping into his current life which is you know quite well they're running concurrently really yeah um, Definitely Henry, should watch Barry, though. Yeah, Henry Winkler is also in it. The Florence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Blackish. I don't watch Blackish. Have you watched Blackish? No, I haven't. No, I'd say I might can't comment on that. No. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Now, that's a Curb Your Enthusiasm is a love hate show. I find it too cringe. I hate cringe. I can't watch cringy shows. Mm. And Seinfeld was just the right enough cringe, but then the next step is curb your enthusiasm, and mm. it's too much cringe. I can't deal, so I can't too watch. Much for you. I can't watch Larry David shows. Damn. <laughs> I haven't seen a whole lot of it, but it has been running for a while. So um, I would like to see it go to one of these more newer shows. Yeah, it's myself. A, it's They've like, had their chance to get an Emmy. It's a, been a very long running show, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, then you got Glow on Netflix. The mm. what is it? The glamorous. What does Glow stand for? Uh, Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah, so that was a funny sort of semi-based-on-a-true-story miniseries on Netflix. Um, main characters, Alice and Brie, and they're all starting a, you know, the female equivalent of WWE mm. back in the, what decade is it in? The 80s, isn't 80s, it? 80s, yeah. yeah. And um, the drama surrounding that, and, mm. you know, it's got a lot of these themes of these previously unemployable females looking for empowerment in sort of Mm. entertainment. They've all got their different backstories, hard luck stories, and all trying to make a run of it and through scripted wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Both seasons are really, really good. Um, It's more of a, I would call it a dramedy as well. Like it's funny, but it's not super funny all the time. But then that's kind of the new category of comedy. So, I mean, 
I, I think comedy is sort of heading that way. There's there's very few pure comedy shows out at the moment, I think. There's, and a lot of these shows are going very high concept. You don't just do your weekly episode. Every season, it seems mandatory now to have a really weird episode. Mm. We talked about the Atlanta episode. They always have a couple high weird concept episodes. Yeah. Uh, Glow did as well, where they did a whole the episode. Mm. <clears throat> and they did a whole episode inside this weird scripted plotline they'd done for a wrestling match. And it they, was... they showed an episode of Glow as it would appear on the television. Yeah. And it was it was so good. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, I want more Glow episodes. Can we make a sub-show <laughs> of just actual Glow episodes? Because I would watch the shit out of that. Mm. Uh, and then The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, of course, we talked a bit about last last episode. Uh, we haven't seen it. It's on no, the list. it's on the list. <laughs> I've been wanting to sit for a long time. Um, now the next two, the next two shows, uh, I would call more pure comedies. Yeah, um, more of the gag, laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah, more jokes, um, less drama, but still some drama. Um, so Silicon Valley, which of course we both love. Silicon Valley is great. Um, they just finished their season, the first one without T.J. Miller. Yeah. So T.J. Miller had his weird breakdown and, yeah, which we talked about yeah and has now left the show and tj miller was such a big character and while you miss him also it allows the rest of the cast to quite breathe and they mm. most of them did this season um yeah I, I actually thought that i would really notice a a huge hole where he was but um by the time i got a couple of episodes in i'd i didn't miss him mm. and that sucks because I, I really enjoyed his character and he was really funny but Everyone else just stands so well on their own and as an ensemble that they were fine. Mm. And so they're all sort of getting into their own plot lines. Mm. Uh, my favorite is, um, oh, who's the anarchist guy? Martin Starr mm. plays him. Anyway, Martin Starr's character is probably my favorite because he's like dark, broody so anarchist. <laughs> Talks about Bitcoin a lot, which I resonate with. <laughs> T is um, an avid Bitcoiner. Yeah. Um, and I've forgotten his name, but the guy from The Big Sick. Mm, uh, the, love that guy. Yeah, he's hilarious. But this season, they've sort of put him in a bit of a box. He's become kind of the punching bag. Yeah. You know, and in this day and age where the Big Bang Theory, particularly for putting the Indian character in a bit of a box, yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about Silicon Valley heading in that direction too. Next season, you'll get a, probably a bit more room to move. I think, I think so. I think everything this. just shifted around a little bit while they were trying to figure out how to reroute some... Um, uh, you know, relationships with TJ Miller gone, mm. I'd imagine. Um, now, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, fantastic. I've loved every season. Uh, it is... It's a every... dumb show for smart people. It is. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at it, it's like this colourful, vibrant, really upbeat show, but it's got such deep uh, jokes and social commentary in it that I just love, which is so classic Tina Fey. Um, so I'm a huge uh, Kimmy Schmidt fan. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know who I'd like to see this award go to. Can they all just win one? I mean, I think Atlanta's the favorite, and I think Atlanta's the bigger deal in this list. Um, yeah, Silicon Valley, I think we're up to season four or five. Kimmy Schmidt, still very good, but its peak was like a couple seasons ago. Well, remember, this is probably looking at the season before yeah. last. Um, so, I mean, look, if I'm going to take this at pure comedy face value i would i would put most of these into more of a dramedy category in which case if i'm going for pure straight up comedy 
clever written jokes, I would give it to Kimmy Schmidt. All right, so that's the best comedies. Now, best dramas. Uh, nominees are... What, what have we got? There we go. The Americans. Mm-hmm. I've had Americans on my list to watch for four years. We watched one episode, too, and we were <laughs> like, that was really premiere. good. And I then we premiere. got distracted with other TVs. Yeah, so. we've got The Crown. We haven't watched that. As I said, comedy is more our thing. Mm. Game of Thrones. They're every year. I did actually start to watch The Crown. Uh, it was very boring, so <laughs> it wasn't really... <laughs> so it won't get your vote? It wasn't, it wasn't for me. I wouldn't mind giving it another shot, but um, no, it wasn't really... Hmm. Wasn't really for me. There's Handmaid's Tale, the safe answer to all these questions. <laughs> uh, Stranger Things, that'd be mm. a good one. This is us. Because the Stranger Things would be for the second season, which was really risky, but I really liked it. I thought they did a really good job with furthering the story, hmm. which was going to be difficult. Because you were very hesitant for a season two. You didn't want it. Of Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, such lightning in a bottle. I I didn't feel it was necessary. And it was pretty good, but I mean, if that was just one show, one thing of Stranger Things, it would have been fine. They're saying mm. they're doing it in a whole trilogy, as in three seasons, arc now. And if they have the plan, great. But I hate shows where they do a thing and it's popular, so the answer is to make a sequel or make another season. Yeah. Needlessly. So many. But that's not what they like. They've written this with the intention of making a trilogy, which I think is even more meta because it's such an 80s thing to do is have a trilogy so i'm um very excited about that but anyway that's um Hmm. here nor there so Uh, so all right let's start at the top down let's see what the one all right game of thrones Mm. this was a crazy season for game of thrones Mm. uh longer episodes less episodes like you know something they're following on Mm. this was the season where they truly departed from the realm of the books yeah and Everything got dialed up to 11. Now, uh, reactions to this were mixed um, because it got a bit silly at times. Mm. The most common one involved the... Like, it was a very slow show, and then all of a sudden they're zipping around the continent in no time flat. Oh, yeah, with the, with the time frame thing, because, you yeah. know, it took... What did it, it took, like... It took um... two and a half seasons for one character to go from tip to tip, and it took, like, eight minutes for another character. No, but there was an issue with um with the the crows delivering a message that either took no time at all yeah. or too long, I can't remember. Yeah. And then they yeah. So there was a lot of mismatched and kinda It's a necessary evil. Um I assume uh, George has told the showrunners what the end game is. I don't where... think he even knows what it is yet. Oh, he's just he making it know. he's just locked in a room like episode to episode going, Oh fuck I'm going <laughs> Just making it up. Well, I, I, could you go back and read a book of it now? Like, you read it and be like, none of this was in the show, so I know it doesn't matter. But anyway. Mm. Um, so some people hated that Game of Thrones dialed up to 11. Yeah. Um, I understood it was necessary, and it needs to go big and then go home. Like, <laughs> like let, let's let's get this done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. we're, we're all, you're either on the train at this point or you're not getting on it. You yeah. Know, or you don't yeah, need yeah. to string us along. Um. The high fantasy stuff's always hard to compare against the other runners, like in terms of drama. Like uh, it's by definition a drama, but well, this debate happens every year. Remember the, you know, fifteen years ago, the big Lord of the Rings era, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, well, it won one of the movies. I think it was Return of the King won all the Oscars, and everyone's like, well, how do you rank it compared to other movies? It's a complete different thing. I- mind seeing a fantasy or even period category 
for awards because I think it, it there's a lot more you've got to take into consideration you've got to consider the era you've got to consider costumes like it's all it's a very particular like it's a whole other genre like I don't think you can just lump it into a drama or all mm. I mean maybe you can but mm. I think it would be good to see a different sort of category um now Handmaid's Tale I think that's pro well you see I don't know because it's also up against Westworld and I would say that they were the two biggest in the last year like stranger things is definitely huge but because that's probably more about the second season well is um, handmaids going to be second season didn't they win a bunch they won all these last year so that would have been for season one. Oh yeah you're right yeah and yeah. handmaids well for me handmaids tale season two was very disappointing it was it was a little disappointing for me there was no growth no development everything ended up where it started and the finale, yeah. they pushed stuff in a new direction, but I hated that direction too. Yeah, look, you're not wrong, but uh, I will say this. I found the second season of Handmaid's Tale to be better and less disappointing than the second season of Westworld. Yes, Westworld season two, also very disappointing. Yeah, that, um, like nothing happened. There was a lot of unnecessary things that looked exciting and then went nowhere and it was... I mean, it was ironic or fitting that the second season of Westworld felt more like a, a theme park ride <laughs> where you end up where you started rather than showing me something. Um, without getting too specific, there was three timelines running concurrently. They were very confusing. Two of the was... timelines was the same character walking around the, the same, same set yeah, in the so same like, clothes. When... And you're like, what? And you just never knew if you're in future or double future. Can't and... he at least just have a hat on? Yeah. <laughs> they, they needed to give him like an, a moustache, like an evil alternate <laughs> timeline moustache. Just have a random scene where he's like, I'm going to just shave before this next <laughs> before thing. This next act. And then we would know. <laughs> like, it was yeah. so inane and also pointless. And I, I yeah. hated it. And the main character, I hate him. <laughs> he's yeah. so boring. He's, he's just walking around like, Ugh, I'm more intense and have feelings. What but happened? Not I don't really. remember. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. That's right. Oh, no, I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everyone kept asking him, what happened? And he'd be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then everyone would stop asking him. And he's like, yeah, don't ask me. And it's like, this one guy has this one guy has all the answers. So I'm getting the calm down. No, I'm getting the back off the mic. You're too loud. Yeah. <laughs> this one guy has all the answers. And no one ever asked him a second time. Like, what the fuck happened here? Very weird. Uh, and This Is Us is a uh, is a show that I see a lot of people really loving. I haven't seen it. I know that you cry a lot. So I'm like, I need to set aside some time to be emotionally ready to watch that show. Because I do want to uh, have a look at that. Um, so I know that that's very popular. So that might... Like, I honestly have no idea who's going to take out For drama. me, it's Handmaid's Tale, but just by default. Because no one else really blew me away. Mm-hmm. I'd love it to go to Stranger Things. Uh, I probably would actually say Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Again, I would also like to see you go to Stranger Things. All right. Now let's zip through the acting categories. Uh, okay. Lead actress in a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we got? We've got Better Things. We didn't watch that. Mrs. Maisel. We didn't watch that. Mum, Insecure, Blackish. Grace and Frankie. All right. I've not watched any of these shows. You I've do watched... watch Grace and Frankie? Yeah, I do watch Grace and Frankie. Which yeah. one was Lily Tomlin? Um... Look, I'm not sure. Was anyone in that show funny? Yes. I I do quite like it. I think it's um, a very different sort of comedy that you don't see a whole lot of. Um, you know, older ladies. I mean, just thinking out loud, I can't really think of many other, you know, good comedies about older women since 
Golden Girls. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I do quite like it. I think it's pretty funny. Um, now, oh yeah, right. Uh, of course, she's one of the main two characters. Yeah, oh, okay. Right. It's lead. Yeah. So, um, Lily Tomlin. Um, now, in saying that, I haven't seen any of the other shows. So, yeah, so no idea. We can't really speculate <laughs> on that one. But I'd like to see it go to her because I've seen that show. All right, lead actor in a comedy. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Ace, you don't watch. Ted Danson in The Good Place. Yeah. Yeah. That would be very good. That, like, I, he, I, I don't think he has a shot, but no, I love, I love his character. Yeah. He's so, and he's so delightful <laughs> for the character that he is. And he does a really good job of portraying that. So I think, um, yeah, I think it does belong in here. I think it's, it's pretty good. If you haven't seen The Good Place... I will tell you nothing about it because it's the weirdest concept for a show I've seen in a decade. Yes. Um, so we can't really talk a whole lot about his character without yeah. giving away some. So if you've not seen The Good Place, just watch it. Strap yourself in. That one's definitely worth it. There's two seasons in the can and a third one coming. And 28th of September, I think. Yeah, and yeah. It, it is weird and it's such a weird idea for a show. And As soon as we started watching it, we were like, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And it's brilliant. And, yeah, Ted Dance is the highlight of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that, we've also got Larry David, Cobra Enthusiasm. Like Talked we said before, yeah. he's, he's at his chance. Let's... Okay. And then Donald Glover for Atlanta. He's mm. obviously oh, – everyone loves Donald Glover. He's, you know, Charles Gambino. He's Troy. He's, yeah. he's got quite a bit of um, – a lot of credits under his belt <laughs> at this point. And – He's very good in Atlanta. Like, there's some real intense scenes that he does quite well. Um, And I mentioned the Teddy Perkins episode where he does whiteface and does, like, a Michael Jackson horror thing. And My favourite Atlanta scene is when he's at the fast food outlet trying to get a kid's meal. That's my (laughs) favourite and something I can greatly empathise with. Like, lady, sometimes... Just want a small meal. <laughs> Give me my fucking small meal. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I thought that was really that was good. yeah. That, that's my favorite bit of that show, anyway. Um, so he's got this sort of like, you know, he's always working the hustle and he's always being beaten down. And every time his character tries to break out of any sort of patterns, he gets beat down again mm. and played to very dark comedic effects. And he does it very well. So yeah, um, and similar like Barry again, as you said. You know, such a... Bill Hader and Barry. Yeah, Bill Hader and Barry. It's a very interesting character. You know, it's this very kind of, you know, dark, serious past and then wants to be uh, an actor. And so it's a very delicate balance to play that sort of character. So, um, yeah, I would... I'd like to see. Oh, well, see, I don't know. I, actually, if I had to pick between Bill Hader and Ted Danson, I'd... Oh, actually, yeah, I really don't know, because both of them are playing characters that are dancing that line between A and B Barry. lifestyles. Uh, I don't I didn't give as much credit to Bill Hader's acting in this particular show. Because his whole his whole character is the being twitchy and awkward, and that's such a tried-out character. And no. he does it well, but I don't find it particularly compelling no, as far as No, because it, it's not just awkward like, oh, I'm a nerd awkward. It's awkward because he's had such a, he's had to be such a strong badass and now he's trying to open up and be emotional when his whole life he's had to be close because of his profession. And that, and that's not just the amazing character. It's that Bill Hader always plays such a different kind of comedy and this is so different for him, but he does it so well. Um, so, yeah, I really like it. Mm. I, I would like to see him in it. Him followed by Ted Danson. Yeah. And the last one is William H. Macy for Shameless. Mm-hmm. I think he gets nominated a lot. I'm not a big Shameless watcher, mm. so I can't really comment on that one. 
All right, late actress in drama. Um, the interesting one. All right, all right, Elizabeth Moss for Handmaid's Tale. I think again, she's the default answer. Um, the she's other, probably going to take it out. Yeah. Yeah. The other interesting one is Tatiana. I don't know. Was Maslani. it Maslani for Orphan Black? I really want to see her win this. She gets nominated, I think, every year, and this is the last shot she gets because Orphan Black's wrapped up now. But she plays up to eight characters, maybe more, on that show. And yeah, if you're not familiar with Orphan, Orphan Black, the whole premise is clones. So there's one actor plays every character in the show. Well, not week. every, but I mean, a every, lot of characters. Most of them, and like each one is a different. You know, one's a homemaker, one's a science nerd, one's a. Mm. You've watched more of it than I. One's, yeah, well, one's a Russian a, serial killer. I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. and one's a, you know an outcast, and then there's another time she plays a a trans brother clone, and she you didn't see that one, um, <laughs> but she just plays so many you know renditions of herself that it must be so hard to keep track of the lines and everything that you're doing. So I think she really deserves this, and it's her last chance to get one, and I want to see her take it home. I mean, it's impressive and a lot of work but because each to is me is that not what we're awarding here no nah, it's good acting it and, is great acting. and she and it's a hard task but each character is generally quite caricatured like, I, I disagree i oh, mean maybe okay. initially sure because they had to make them separate but then she plays so many of them that so many have these slight subtle differences and that she also plays a very straight-edged um cop as well uh, so it's just, yeah, I, I really want to see her take it out this year. Um, however, as well as Elizabeth Moss for Handsmaid's Tale, it may also go to Evan Rachel Wood for Westworld, who was, um, what's her name again? The character. Um, oh, you've put me on the spot now. The, you know, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolores. Dolores, yeah. So while we didn't like Westworld Season 2, Dolores in Westworld Season 2 was super intense and mm. driven and... Um, Evan Rachel Wood did an excellent job with her character. And it was a big change because in the first season, she's like a nice country girl and then this sort of secret lingering in the background without going into plot mm. details. Anyway, in the second season, she's full on psycho. And it's she's technically the antagonist, the main, the big bad of that uh, season. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, what else have we got? Um, they're the main ones I've watched. There's Kerry Russell for the Americans. Again, not watched. Um, let's move on to lead actor in a drama. Okay, uh, Jason Bateman, Ozark. Now, I watched Ozark season one, and he was pretty good in it, but he plays very. He plays an accountant. Now, Ozark is um, a, about an accountant who gets pulled into money laundering and the drug underworld mm. by a Mexican cartel and he gets, you know, asked to launder the money. Mm. And meanwhile he's with his family and he's trying to keep everyone alive while appeasing drug you know, Mexican drug lords or something. Anyway, drama ensues. Mm. Um and he's pretty good in it, but he plays a pretty straight edge character, like and it's the same Jason Bateman you've seen in all his other shows. It's the same character. It can even but be the it, same character from Arrested Development. Where Would it be more that it's it's his performance under pressure from these sorts of characters that makes this acting more nuanced than other characters? Is that Or definitely more so than, say, yeah. Arrested Development. But oh, yeah. it's, you know, it's it's the same shtick of um, trying to keep it all together when everything's mm. going apart by keeping mm. calm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty good, but I'm not going to quite peg that as great acting. Well, not bad acting, but you know what I mean. Uh, this not is us. Best. We don't watch. All right, Ed Harris in Westworld. So Ed Harris, the Man in Black, he plays this mysterious cowboy character in it. 
Um, I would say I preferred his performance in season one to season two for the same criticisms that I have for Jeffrey Wright being nominated for the same category in Westworld as well. Hmm. In that those characters had more interesting first seasons and were thus acted in a better I, performance. I have no idea how Jeffrey Wright got nominated for acting. Not for season two. No. Season one, I'd be like, yeah, I'd, I'd pay it. Even, because... even in season one, he was just like, oh, we've already done the impressions. What's <laughs> <laughs> happening? I'm so confused. This is yeah, so mysterious. But, there was more, he... but he had the twist going on in that. So that, that was interesting. And to sort of play both sides of that was impressive. I feel this that... season, yeah, the more wandering around going, I don't know, I don't remember. He's the only one... He, everyone resonated with him because he was the audience because he had no mm. fucking idea what was going on. Well, but yeah. he's the main character in the show. And he's like, I'm so confused. This is all so mysterious. And we're watching on TV go, wow, we're so confused. This is so mysterious. <laughs> and we just like internally resonated with him. Yeah. It's not acting though. Not, not for season two. Like, no. I'm not an actor. I'd be terrible at it, I assume. But I reckon I could have pulled off that role in Westworld. Season two, sure. Season one, no. Uh. <laughs> Disagree. All right. Uh, other than that, so Mary... who do you think is going to win, though? Lead actor in a drama. Who do you think is going to win? None of those guys that I've watched. None of them. No Emmys for you. No, no, no. Just I assume <laughs> it'll come from This Is Us or the American shows. I think watched. it'll go to Ed Harris. Really? I have no basis for this. I just think. That... I don't think he's acting though. He's just being himself. <laughs> Well, maybe. I assume Ed Harris walks, like, the streets in California in all black, like, shooting people, like, getting his way. He's just got that disposition. Well, I don't know. Maybe. All right. Moving to the lighter side. Supporting actress in a comedy. Uh, one of my favorites, Zazie Beetz from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You may know her as Domino from Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. Now, in Atlanta, she's um, the mother of Ern's child, She's the on and off again girlfriend living a very complicated relationship and she's the female um, lead, you know, and her she has some of her own episodes and she leads, you know, female issues in the African-American community in Atlanta. So... But is she funny? Yes. Okay. Well, no, it's actress in a comedy, so it's good acting in a comedy. I feel like if you need to be acting well in a comedy, then you need to be funny. Oh, nah. Like, anyone could be funny. Like, if that was it, being funny in a comedy, Adam Sandler would have a fucking Emmy. Will Ferrell would have an Emmy. It's well, they how, all should. It's, oh, it's not how it works. Um, who Ra- else have we got? Roseanne. Roseanne. All right. Yeah. Saturday Night Live cleaned up. They've got Leslie Jones, AD Bryant, and Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon's very funny. She did a lot of Hillary this season. She is very funny. I um, Like, if we're going comedy, like, su- best supporting actress in a comedy for being funny, <laughs> it'd have to be Kate McKinnon, uh, which is hilarious. Crowd favorite, but not for the shows we watch, uh, Megan Mullally for Will & Grace. Now, I love her, and yeah. I think she's great but she's already done this a decade or two ago but have you seen any of the new will and grace episodes? i'm not a will and grace fan no Nor i'm not historically but i did watch some of the new episodes and they're funny like they they pretty much just made it so they could rip on trump <laughs> every second joke is a trump joke so but that, that was isn't funny. that like sort of the the easy answer to all tv shows the last two years is just comedy. a rip on trump well See, I, I've not yeah. watched her in Will and Grace, and when I have, I find her character annoying. But mm. I love 
Megan Mullally in her other shows when she comes up in uh, Happy Endings, Parks and Rec, Rec, and those shows, and she's great in that. Yeah, you find her a bit turned up to 11 for Will and Grace. Yeah. I get that. I can, yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, this is to your point on are you funny or are you a good actor, Mm. Betty Gilpin in Glow. Yeah. Now, Betty Gilpin, she's the bombshell blonde, Mm. 80s version. Um, She's recently gone through a divorce, raising her kid. On the show. On the show. And that's what, you know, she's an aspiring actor, but then ends up in the wrestling world. Mm. And she's what drives her. Struggling this she's struggling and she's doing this while going through all this drama she's also trying to get respected so she's Mm. trying to be a director trying to get in producing and addressing a lot of you know issues that would have been really bad in the 80s of uh female in hollywood sort of thing especially coming from the hot blonde bombshell Mm. she's trying to be taken seriously and she plays this role really well she has all these breakdowns Mm. and trouble and whatever we'll go into plot details but you know it's good acting. I yeah. would probably back her as the strongest actor in yeah, this slot. Very great acting. So I would say for me, I would say if we're going on best acting, I would say we'll go to Betty Gilpin. However, if I'm going with best Funny. comedy for <laughs> comedy, I would say Kate McKinnon. Okay. Um, let's hop over to supporting actor in a comedy. So what do we got? So we've got Brian Tyree Henry, who is Paperboy in Atlanta, and I love this. <laughs> so... He's the hard-ass rapper in this show, and he's he's sort of very chill, very aloof, but he has some of his own episodes where he just goes through shit, and he's very... What was that great episode I saw where, um... Oh, I don't remember what it was about, but he ended up getting followed by someone in the woods and stuff. There was a whole really yeah. interesting theme uh, in that episode. What was it? He was trying to live simply or be off yeah. the grid or something. Right. So he's an up-and-coming rapper, but he's very legit. He's very real. And there's mm. there's a good episode about, you know, street cred and mm. perception and stuff. And so he's he was with a girlfriend and she was all status and I've got to take my Instagram photo with this famous person. Mm. And they got a fight and he's like, you know, screw you, I'll walk home. Keeping it real. Yeah. Anyway, he goes on a whole adventure walking home. He gets robbed, <laughs> bashed, gets lost in the woods and Stalked. yeah at the end he's like all right maybe i'll start accepting some of the perks of being a famous person maybe i'll just get on instagram yeah screw street cred <laughs> screw keeping it real keeping it real in atlanta just gets you stabbed yeah. <laughs> and it was just a really funny punchline yeah. i did enjoy that episode he just went through the whole thing so jaded and all like ah, <laughs> oh, and it was it's good funny acting so i quite liked it and just the concept of paperboy winning an emmy cracked me up <laughs> Um, what else we got? Baskets? Don't know what that is. I don't know what Baskets Saturday is. Saturday Night Live, Keenan, he gets nominated all the time, and Alec Baldwin got nominated again. He's won them before, and they everyone says they love a repeat winner, so Alec Baldwin for, you know, yeah. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Which was it. funny, but I mean, like you said, it's easy, so... Yeah. But then there's no one I really like more. Actually, no, oh, that's, no, a no. That's, that's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah, before, there's... Yes. I left these two to last, because I think these are the two big ones. So we'll start with Barry. Henry mm. Winkler's in Barry. He's a acting teacher. Yeah. Really dramatic, but also kind of a fraud, like all acting teachers in Hollywood. And he plays this lovely line between being a dramatic arts Mm. professional while also being a shyster, like a scam artist. (laughs) And he's really funny. And you know he's a good actor already, so it's just this particular role whether you found that was particularly compelling. I do like him in that show, and I love that he's in that show and he does do a good job. But but I don't know that it's Emmy-worthy. I don't even think he's in it enough. 
to be Emmy-worthy. He's, well, he's one of the leads towards the back few episodes. Like, Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. Mm. I, I do like his little subplots. They sort of like give a nice little light edge yeah. <laughs> to the yeah. rest so of the dark show shit about that goes on. Drug gangs and um, higher contract killers. Henry Winkler's subplot is he has a crush on a police officer and keeps asking her out and that's just that's his whole thing yeah that's, that's basically it yeah and and because of that like i said it gives a nice light edge to the show but i don't know that it's emmy worthy now my favorite titus burgess for titus on unbreakable kimmy schmidt can we just give that man an emmy Maybe. yes <laughs> i would like to he's just oh the best and he's just so dramatic and hilarious and his timing and his inflections he's just just give him them all give them all give it give him drama give him comedy give him best everybody best costume should also go to him <laughs> for everything he wears ever because well, they've probably so already fab. dished out best costumes well, they like did. all right but you're gonna have to compare costumes for titus the big black gay man and unbreakable kimmy schmidt versus thrones and he should win <laughs> i think thrones won it. he will he won't <laughs> better i'm pretty does he is there an episode where he wears a Thrones type outfit. I'm sure that there is. I feel like that joke's been made before. If not, I'm sure it's on its way. Um, anyway, that's who I think should win. All right, he is very funny, life. and he's never not funny. Like he is consistent every season, and just it's high steals pace is fast. Show. You've got to pay attention because yeah, it's just, yeah. As I was saying, it's a dumb show for smart people because you've got to really lock in to yeah. get all the gags. Yeah. Keep up or get out of the way. While it looks really, you know, really dopey. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Looks very camp, but it's just so delightful. So your vote's for Titus. Titus, <laughs> Titus, 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 Titus. Um, I don't know. I think I think Baldwin wins again, another default winner. But I'd mm. love it to go to Paperboy. <laughs> you can <laughs> see Paperboy take it out. It's a little chortle to myself. Right, mm. supporting actress in a drama. Mm. Now, just to speed things along, it's every other character in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, there's like three characters. Alexis Bledel and Dowd. Uh, and Yvonne Strovsky, actually Yvonne Strovsky, she's yeah. exceptional. So yeah. she's the, she's so interesting in it because she is, she alternates between the bad guy and the good guy. You know, you sort of hate mm. her for her part of the whole oppressive tone of the show, but then she's also a woman being hard done by in it, which is yeah. The whole... You see a glimmer of her being like, shit, what have I done? And so you never know what side she's really on. You're like, what is going on in her head? And she, you can see that internal struggle on her face. Like, she does an incredible job. So I think she should get it. I think she wins. Having not even seen anybody else, I think she should get it. Well, the big one she's up against is, I assume everyone in The Crown's a good actor. It just strikes me as the type of show. It is that, a very yeah. high-acting <laughs> yeah. show, which I think is why it bored me so much. Um, <laughs> like, oh. Lena Headey, Cersei from Game of Thrones. I don't think this was a big Cersei season. Maybe three seasons ago I would have gone. Yeah, yeah sure. But I, I don't think this was one of her no. best seasons. Just because there's... All the best stuff in Thrones this season wasn't down in King's Landing. She's just yeah. holding the fort for a louder plotline. She wasn't doing everything. Was lot, um, yeah. Danny and Jon Snow? Yeah. Um, the other big one. Oh, Millie Bobby Brown for Stranger Things. I love mm. that. She she's yeah. awesome. I think it'd be great to see because you know she's it, it, she is still a fresh actor though. I think she probably still has a lot of growing to do, but she still did a great job, an amazing job in Stranger Things. So it would be great to see her take it out, but I don't think it's fair that she's up against a lot of. Um, you know, the seasoned actresses in Handmaid's Tale. Like, that is a that is difficult. Yeah. Difficult. And the other one, I'm just going to have a quick Google. <laughs> uh, Thandie Newton from... Mm. There she is. Yeah. 
just identifying which characters. Oh, it's Maeve, of course. Yeah. All right, so Maeve from Westworld. She's actually very good, actually. Yeah, she, I, th- I would say that she probably um, was the best in that season. She would have been the best. In season. the second yeah. season, yeah, for sure. Her plotting was dumb because the... This whole show was dumb, but her acting was top notch. Yeah, yeah, very. It was the only interesting part of the show, being like, "Oh shit, yeah. what's Maeve doing? She's amazing." But I think Avon wins that hands down. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, supporting actor in a drama, Maddie mm-hmm. Smith from The Crown, King Jamie, the Kingslayer. Game I don't of even Thrones. remember him being in the last. Like I'm yeah, sure he was there, but it wasn't uh, a big Jamie season either. So yeah. I don't think he wins it. Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Um, he automatically gets a tick of approval yeah. from me every season. Um, but I, I'm trying to remember he, what he did this season. Um, oh, he met up with John and joined his lot. Yeah, but he still wasn't in it that much. No, was it wasn't he? a big no. Tyrion season. So again, for the same reason. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The commander from Handmaids, Joseph Fiennes. Well, he is terrifying. I'll yeah. give him that. So I would. Um... And he he is terrifying, while still because he's kind of a dweeb. But he, because he's a man in that show, he does such a good job of being you know, the terrifying. Well, what else is what else I really like about his acting and for that character is he's terrifying, but sometimes he's nice, but in a terrifying way. And so you, you again, similar to Avon Strahovski, you, you're not sure what side he's on. Sometimes, I mean, the answer is he's always on the side of being an asshole. But sometimes, you know, he leaves you guessing. You're like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like maybe he's gonna be nice. Oh no, he's not being nice. He's not mm-hmm. being nice. But maybe I thought he might have been. So, yeah. And the last interesting one, Hopper from Stranger Things, the cop. Now... I'd love to see him get it because he's delightful. He is, but, I mean, he's playing, you know, the small town cop. It's not really a groundbreaking role. He does it well, but, I mean... Well, I'm trying to think of some specific stuff from last season. Yeah. Um, besides him dancing with um, Eleven, which was probably my favorite scene in the whole season because it was so cute it's actually tabbed as the favorite surprises me well I, well like i said i mean you know the, all the game of thrones people that they've got in there didn't have big you know didn't have a whole lot to do so i don't think it would go to them so i, I would love to see him take it out. and i think that he should actually yeah take it back i right. think you should <laughs> give it to him yeah give now, him an emmy all the rest of the of the um nominees are for shows we're not really into the only other one that we've started is Patrick Melrose. M, what do you think about Patrick Melrose? I love that. And look, I'm a fan of giving Benny any award that man wants. Firstly, tell us about Patrick Melrose. What is it? I don't think it's a well-known show. Yeah, so it's based on a book uh, by an author I can't currently remember. Um, And it's basically the, the trials and tribulations of an alcoholic and what happens after his father dies and how he deals with that. Um, now, I believe each episode is a few years apart um, and covers different aspects of his life. Um, I've only seen the first episode, but I was um, blown away by such a great performance by Benedict Cumberbatch, as I always am. I've never seen him. Oh, the only time I've seen him not do spectacular acting is when he was playing a trans character in um, Zoolander <laughs> 2. Uh, but other than that, everything he does is spectacular. He always puts in 110%. And uh, this was no exception. So I really liked him in Patrick Melrose. Um, you really, you know, you clutch at your chest during moments of this being like, oh, shit, this is what um, this is what withdrawal is like. And, you know, he goes through all, all, you know, all the things that you expect an a, a addict to go through when trying to detox themselves and things like that, and how he takes it on other people, how he takes it on himself, what he's 
visualizing what he sees, the hallucinations he has, and it's um it's a real ride, and I'm very excited to see more of that. So, what what is who else is he up against? Oh, no one I've heard of. That's oh, okay. what I'm saying. We can't well, speculate too much on all the limited series stuff because we haven't seen any of it. I like Darren Chris. I don't know what he's in, but I just like him. <laughs> he's nice. That one. What was he in? I don't know. Looks like a bit of a square in whatever it is. pegged to be most likely to win oh, in the assassination really? of Gianni Versace. Versace. Oh, there Versace. we go. Versace. Um, I think I remember hearing about that, and I do want to see it. So. Actually, it's a tangent. Jeff Daniels has been nominated for a couple different shows. Yeah, and I love Jeff Daniels. Daniels. I haven't seen any of them. Anyway, so... That wraps our sort of quick take on our Emmy nominations. After the event, yeah. we'll bring yeah. up who won and then we'll we'll pretend like we were experts and knew all along or that it's bullshit and we know better. Yeah, we'll um we'll complain a lot yep. probably. Uh-huh. So keep an eye out for that. Tell us who you think should win an Emmy. Have a look at the categories and shoot us a tweet, and send us a message. Should there be a comedy, a pure, a funny comedy actor category. Yeah, well, yeah. Do you want dramedy and funny comedy or do you want best acting in comedy? Tell us some other categories you think that you would like to see. I would like to see a, a fantasy slash period piece. How about best actor in a Columbus movie? No. Oh, you didn't get my reference. It's a no. Leslie Nielsen reference. Naked oh, Gun. Anyway. Yeah. Good. Uh, we'll educate Mandy another day. Relevant. <laughs> topical uh, references there so uh tell us your categories you want to see tell us who you think should win the emmy you can tweet us at goodpop underscore bad pop you can also find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash goodpop bad pop podcast you can find us on twitch at goodpop bad pop and you can also email us at goodpopbadpop.podcast at gmail.com thanks for listening to our emmy ramblings and we will catch you next week thank you